Hey, hello, welcome to the Rioters Review, a an arm of the Riot Act podcast. Um, I'm Stephen Hill, the left arm. <laughs> oh dear, he's Renfrey Deadman, the right arm. Hello. Um, that makes you sound like you're like the right wing one, and I'm the sort of hippie, but <laughs> couldn't be further from the truth, really, could it? Uh, Gun toting redneck. <laughs> Um, you're Ted Nugent. Which we'll talk about this a lot, I think, on this, this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're Ted Nugent to my Tom Morello. Left, aren't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what we do here um, on the Rioters Review is we take a suggestion from one of our patrons. Hopefully, that's you. I would love that to have been you who's listening now. I hope you're a patron. I hope you've uh, donated some money. We really, really appreciate that. Patreon.com forward slash right act podcast. You already know that if you are. If you're not and you're listening to this sometime in the future, that is where you can go and we will take one of your suggestions for an album and we will chat shit about it, uh, which is what we're going to do today with the suggestion that comes from Matt Bradley. I believe it's the second time we have spoken about an original soundtrack for a film, Renfrey. No, third time. Sorry, I forgot uh, I forgot the uh, the Lost Boys. Obviously, famously, we did ah. Prince's Batman soundtrack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we also spoke, uh, this on the normal show, um, we also spoke about uh, the Lost Boys. If you're including the normal show, we've done the Clint Mansell's The Fountain as well. Oh, yes, you're quite right. So this is the fourth. I mean, we reviewed uh, Tom York's uh, Suspiria, Suspiria soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, an utterly silly way to start the whole show. and Well, not silly, but inaccurate. Well, in- <laughs> inaccurate, yes, you're right. Um, anyway. <laughs> Definitely inaccurate. Definitely. Hey, Matt. Thanks very much for your contribution. And thanks very much for what I think is an excellent suggestion. This is a fucking killer the pick. original yeah. soundtrack. Oh, I didn't even realise I did that. Mm. I'm so... You're very good. <laughs> uh, the original soundtrack for the movie Natural Born Killers. Uh, before we talk about the soundtrack itself... We're going to talk I about the film, right? we should talk about the film yeah, fuck a yeah. little bit. Because actually, the film certainly came first... Because Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor, who was roped in by Oliver Stone to produce the Natural Born Killer soundtrack, uh, did so whilst on tour. Yes, on the self-destruct uh, tour. And he listened, uh, he he watched Natural Born Killers, so legend has it, over 50 times. Yes, this is according to the director's commentary. Um, so this is what Oliver Stone said. But yes, he reportedly watched it over 50 times. And he compiled this soundtrack um using what i assume would have been a very very early portable pro tools rig because yeah. uh pro tools pro tools was around quite a, a lot before you know before the late 90s and early noughties but that was early nine uh fuck's sake late 90s was the point where it became infamous mm-hmm. i think pro tools um so yeah it just shows that Reznor, as always was massively ahead of the curve when it came to technology and so on and so forth um but yeah i watching natural board killers 50 times would um send me crazy um uh, and trent Reznor went crazy <laughs> yeah. around this period of time yeah, yeah. so it, it all worked out brilliantly for everyone do um, you do you like the film right now this is what i was going to say natural killers um the movie came out uh, in the UK uh, after a, re- a, a long battle with the censors. Mm. Um, uh, it was released, it says on its Wikipedia page, it's released on the 26th of August, 1994. I don't know if that is 
a US release or a worldwide release? Probably US. Most stuff that on Wikipedia relates to US stuff. Yeah. um, Certainly, I don't even remember it being released in the cinema. Um, Mm. I'm sure it was, but in Basingstoke in 1994, obviously, I would have been too young to have gone and seen it as it had definitely was an 18 oh definitely it, it, it felt it, it wasn't really caught up in this but it felt like one of those sort of video nasties that was more like the 80s the whole bbfc mm-hmm. video nasty stuff stuff like i spit on your grave and yeah i suppose the exorcist um rosemary's baby but it felt like one of those films that had been well, I would somewhat... say Rosemary, just to pick you up on the the the, the sort of the notion of a, of a, a video nasty i think calling the exorcist maybe exorcist because that did get like quite a lot of press but rosemary's baby was just a horror film i think you're thinking i spit on your sure. grave last house on the left I'm... cannibal holocaust that kind of thing is more of a video nasty in the, especially in the 80s evil dead i may well be, yeah definitely i may well be misrepresenting it i just seem to recall rosemary's baby being on mary whitehouse's list i might be wrong well i think everything was on well yeah quite well yeah exactly i mean uh yes i totally understand the distinction that you're making there um but i just uh, thought i would pick that yes no that's that's fair enough and have already done that once in this episode (laughs) so i thought i'd get my own back on you all right lovely um Um, uh no fair enough no fair yeah you're right i think um certainly i don't remember hearing about a film and being so uh, kind of nervous yet mm. intrigued to watch it as mm. Natural Born Killers when I was growing up. It felt like that was the the that and kids. Remember kids? Yes. Um, me. Yes, I do remember kids. Yeah. I've only seen I've it. I've never once. seen that film actually. I have to say. I okay, seen, but I remember it being very very controversial. Yes, it was very controversial. Uh, yeah, and um, you know everyone loves a controversial film. In fact, uh, Natural Born Killers was voted the eighth most controversial film in history by Entertainment Weekly magazine in 2006. Have you seen that list? I have, yes. The Passion of the Christ is number one. Passion of the Christ is number one. Yeah. It's it's uh, like, you know, I, I, I am not... Disp- I, th- I think uh, Natural Born Killers is, uh, I think, fair fair play. It is, I can understand why it'd be considered a con- controversial movie. Um, uh, number three in that list is Michael Moore's george bush documentary fahrenheit 9 11 yeah. which i was like uh, okay um to us yeah well, okay um but number 25 in that list is aladdin yeah and i like i haven't seen i've seen the list but i haven't seen the entries and like what what their justification for each aladdin entry. um had to have a line taken out which was offensive which is sort of racist basically oh really yeah, oh songs, right i never knew that a uh, racist undertone in it um oh. as for fahrenheit 9-11 i mean i think it's odd for you know it probably feels odd for you and i sitting here but Mate, next time Emily comes around, my mm. girlfriend, who's American, by the way, folks, uh, next time she comes over, ask her about Michael Moore and ask her about Fahrenheit 9-11. Okay. And she will fucking chew your ear off and not in a good way. Okay. Yeah, it's bad news in America, that film. A lot of people fucking hate it. Okay. And then so, Weekly is like, it's almost like the... It's well, it's a weekly periodical in America that housewives read, basically. (laughs) I can absolutely understand that. Um, Natural Born Killers, yeah. So when it came out, I didn't see it at first. I think I saw it on video, and I saw it on DVD. Yeah, and I remember uh, watching it and being very excited because I think it was after I'd seen 
True Romance, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. So the connection being Quentin Tarantino. So Quentin Tarantino wrote the screenplays for both True Romance and Natural Born Killers, yeah. I believe, before Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. As well, he fact. sold the rights to True Romance to finance Reservoir Dogs. There we go. And he spent a lot of time trying to get um, money to to make Natural Born Killers. Yes. Um, but he couldn't fund he couldn't get funding for him to direct it. Yes. So it had to be sold off yep. to be made. And he did distance himself from the film for he quite, quite a long time. Yeah. I think he sort of made peace with it now, but he distanced himself from it for a long time because Oliver Stone very made huge changes to mm-hmm. his original script. Um, and as a result, I believe he's given like a story by credit. Um, on on the actual film itself right. rather than you know script by or screenplay right. by or whatever yeah yeah that's that's correct yeah um natural killers i did not like it when i first saw it really yeah i didn't like it at all um it's, it's because um because i was young and it was it, it, you know it is much more an oliver stone film than it is a quentin tarantino film yeah definitely. i don't really think that i quite got the intention of a lot of it first of all um but then I went back and watched it about three years ago. And I think right. it's probably the first time I've watched it. Uh, I watched it a couple of times in the in the sort of late 90s through to about 2004, 2005. I probably had watched it about three times. And then I went a good 10 years or so without watching it. And I was always like, yeah, Natural Born Killers is kind of a mess and it's hard work. And, you know, it doesn't all work and it's a bit weird. And a, a bit weird. A bit weird, yeah. And then I watched it a couple of years ago and I thought, fuck me, this is brilliant. Yeah, I I agree. I, I mean I have to say I thought it was brilliant from the beginning. It's um um I would think a lot of people a, a lot of thing what a lot of people miss about Natural Born Killers is it's actually a very satirical black comedy. Mm. Um I mean the whole scene with um Mallory Knox's home with rodney dangerfield the you know i love mallory scene yes which i I think is what is absolutely genius yeah to cast rodney dangerfield this kind of wisecracking um stand-up comedian like the wisecracking stand-up comedian you probably see him in the caddyshack um huge in america yeah less so over here but but, but massive in america yeah to get that guy to be playing this kind of abusive drunk alcoholic um sort of sexually deviant father yeah um and then having canned audience laughter over the top of it yeah is 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 so unsettling yeah it's yeah. so unsettling well that's the thing i remember i remember watching it with um a good friend of mine um hello chris Dixon, Lewis. um and uh we used to sort of sit down and watch try and find kind of like really controversial movies to watch so i remember we watched american psycho together and stuff like that mm. and um american history x and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah and i feel like natural born killers is probably one of the most unsettling ones that we ever watched i always i think even i haven't actually watched natural born killers for quite a while i was quite tempted to watch it again before we did this but i ran out of time but um I can't think of many films that have unsettled me more. I actually, I actually really enjoy it, but I do feel really um, dirty watching it. I feel, I feel mm, dirty. Actually, is probably the wrong connotations. I feel like I'm being um, abused. Uh, I feel like you're being attacked. I feel like you're being personally kind of 
prodded when you watch Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I'm being maybe more, my innocence is being taken from me. Do you know what it reminds me I'm of? being corrupted. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. I feel like I'm being corrupted as this I watch it. This might seem like a weird comparison, but it reminds me of something Chris Morris would do. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. You know it is I mean? a bit, in a way it's a weird comparison, but in a way it really isn't. Well, yeah, if you've yeah. seen Jam, or yeah. you've oh, listened to God, the Blue yeah. Jam uh, yeah. radio, which, which is Chris Morris, you know, that with is absolutely, you know, no filter whatsoever, mm. uh, then I think it's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite a good comparison. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, but the, the way that things, you know, the kind of the, the visual stimulants of the entire movie are very, very uh, difficult to just be around. Yes. And it is effectively a film about America's obsession with glorifying um, serial killers, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that Charles Manson is was a celebrity. Uh, Ted Bundy was is a celebrity, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. Yep. with a big influence on the film as well, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, it's a really, really good, it's a really, really good film. Yeah, I think it, I I think it's an excellent film, but yeah. it's it's a tough watch. But it is an excellent film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and very unsettling. I think you need to be definitely be in the right mood for it. Um, and uh, th- you know, this is a period where soundtracks were. I think we kind of said it when we were talking about the the Lost Boys soundtrack. You used to get a soundtrack where you just try and cram in as many big names and as many hits as you possibly could into one soundtrack to try and sell them package it up and get yourself a a kind of platinum number one record and from lost boys to dirty dancing to you know going into i remember the batman forever the one with val kilmer with hold me through me kiss me kill me kiss from a rose yeah pj harvey's on there the offspring so their real estate yeah i think uh smashing pumpkins on there as well no that's um batman and robin Right. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, I think actually, Kiss My Rose by Seals, Batman and Robin as well, wouldn't it? Nope. That, I, I'm sorry. I, I know it? the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin soundtracks. I caned when I was ten. Well, 12. there you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> so, Godzilla. Yeah. Just chucking a yes. load. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jamiroquai, yeah. Green Day, Puff yeah. Daddy, and yeah. um, uh, and Jimmy Page. Like, you know, it's a really, really. It was a, a tried and tested formula to make money to make a, a soundtrack which had very little to do with the actual movie itself ultimately yeah i remember actually um batman forever was kind of my first experience of that so it came out when i was 10 and i was obsessed obsessed with jim carrey at the time um and um yeah i remember listening to the soundtrack and thinking i, I think only like four or five of the songs on the soundtrack are actually in the film yeah you know so. bizarre but um, when you've got a film like Natural Born Killers, uh, creating a soundtrack from the mind of someone like Trent Reznor, mm. um, immediately, uh, even if I didn't know this soundtrack and I didn't know what it was, that's ex- I find that exciting. Yep, absolutely. Like really, really exciting. And I wish I'd been more aware of 
you know, Quentin Tarantino and Trent Reznor and Oliver Stone and, you know, the whole kind of shebang because I don't really think it, when I first watched it, when I first watched this film, I wasn't a massive Nine Inch Nails fan. I was a big Quentin Tarantino fan, but I wasn't a massive Nine Inch Nails fan and I probably didn't know a lot of the artists on Mm. this soundtrack. Mm. But I do remember thinking, fucking hell, what what a weird load of noise. A lot of this it is, is. But, yeah. but a lot of it isn't as well. Well, what a weird kind of sonic tapestry, almost. This feels like a perfect opportunity to read the quote, which cool. is uh, on, his, on Trent Reznor's approach to compiling the soundtrack. He said to MTV, I suggested to Oliver Stone to try to turn the soundtrack into a collage of sound, kind of the way the movie used music, make edits, add dialogue, and make it something interesting rather than a bunch of previously released music, which is exactly what we've just been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that is exactly what it is. It, it's um, I bit of a confession here. I was really, really keen to do this. The actual reason I was really keen to do this is because despite loving the film despite loving Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails I'd never actually bothered to listen to this soundtrack oh really yeah until until now I was like well and it's always something that I'd wanted to do but I felt like I knew it because I've seen the film a lot and Mm. I like it a lot and and I knew a lot of it but there was a lot of stuff where I was like I really don't feel like it, it is it is a really bizarre experience listening to this soundtrack because um I don't know what did I expect? I sort of expected a better version of the Crow soundtrack. Yeah. I sort of expected a really interesting industrial, maybe a lot of um uh instrumentals, mm. possibly. Uh, I expected there to be dialogue in it. Um but you know, I, I expected a very interesting soundtrack, but one that was predominantly in the industrial music genre mm-hmm. um there is definitely elements of that on this but yeah. the the sheer breadth of artists yeah. on this album is astonishing mm. leonard cohen l7 nusrat fat ali khan patsy klein patsy klein uh J- james addiction james yeah yeah addiction. yeah a little bit james addiction a little bit of dr uh, dre dr dre yeah 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 i mean it, so I'm a little bit, a fair bit. it's it's so and when i sort of saw uh, the breadth of artists on it. I was like, God, this is going to be a, a very patchy patchwork of, well, I don't even mean patchy, but the way that we talk about playlists mm. and like, it's not going to sound very cohesive, is it? And I will say I was really stunned at how generally cohesive this record sounds which is so bizarre because, I mean, the first two tracks, you've got Leonard Cohen up against L7, mm. you know, and yet somehow, and I, what is bugging me is I don't know how Reznor's managed to make it sound cohesive, but I think for the most part, this is a really cohesive record. Do you think that's because, I mean, to me, there are moments on this record where, and again, I think this is, down to the kind of genius of Trent Reznor, where the pictures in my mind are that of the film. So the cohesiveness for a lot of this, I mean, as soon as I hear Taboo by Peter Gabriel and, New- and mm. Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan, yeah, yeah. I can't help but see that. Even in the context of this soundtrack, not usually, if I just listen to the song in general, I can I have my own sort of relationship with it. But this version that they have in this soundtrack 
something I can never have by Nine Inch Nails. My yeah. mind in, immediately goes to that scene in the film. Yeah, yeah. That version of something I can never have, is that the still version? Because uh, it's not the Pretty Hate Machine version, is it? No, I don't know what version it is, but it's mm. a... And it, it's a um, I can't remember what they call it, a kind of edit, extended edit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's actually shorter than the Pretty Hate Machine version, but um, I really like... Uh, actually prefer it to the pretty hate machine version personally um yes maybe although i don't think that would be as strong for me because whilst i have seen this film a lot i haven't i don't think i've seen it for a decade mm. this film um so some bits so the the um the jane's addiction uh um oh, I, 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 put, I put a spell on you mashup yeah. thing um that you know that is very evocative of the scene in the film because there's a well it's sort of a drug induced thing around a fire isn't it mm. uh, and and that immediately took me back to the film and that song i didn't realize i i just assumed that ted just admit it was a song on this soundtrack but it isn't resna's got uh the diamond diamante gallas diamante gallas version of i put a spell on you and uh bits of ted just admit it and sort of you know, colluded them together. Like yeah, he's mash, a, a mashed mashup. them. Yeah, he's mashed them together and just called it sex is violent or sex is violence. Mm. And um, I didn't realise that what you hear in the film is kind of the what you hear on the soundtrack as well. And it's it's awesome. It's really, I'm usually like not really into mashups and stuff, but I thought it sounded fucking excellent. Like mm. it's really, really good. Um, so maybe it's to do with the images in the films, but the only other, I mean, the only other theory i had is maybe it's just down to quality because i think the quality of this um soundtrack album is really high throughout and that is so rare yeah. in soundtrack records not only that it's 75 fucking minutes long it's very long it's and a hell of an undertaking especially when you are getting ping 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 from from various angles and you know you'll have i mean going from like cowboy junkies who i ah uh, no never don't know who they are no i don't know who they are but that that are. that um sweet jane sweet jane yeah. is fucking beautiful yeah, it's great it's and then brilliant bob dylan Dwayne eddie and you're like oh yeah i get it and then burned by Nigel yeah it's like oh, yeah okay fine yeah 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 you know. and somehow it still sounds cohesive and it still yeah. works and it makes sense and annoyingly you know as uh quote unquote professional music writer i should be able to ascertain why it's cohesive and i i can't i don't really know why it just mm. seems to work for me yeah and i think that's an amazing skill an amazing thing that Reznor put together in you know a relatively early point in his career really well very early if you look at it yeah um i mean yeah he he he's a he's a bit of a He's a genius. <laughs> of course, he's a genius. He's fucking he's, incredible. Yeah, he's, he's fucking incredible. So you know, we shouldn't be. But then we're saying that with the, the sort of with hindsight, it's easy to go. Yeah. Well, of course, Trent Reznor was a genius. He was just about to release, um, or had released, the Downward Spiral, and you know what a fucking absolute legend. But that's but that's the thing. At the point that Oliver Stone would have asked him to do it, he wouldn't have released Downward Spiral. Mm -hmm. The only things to his name would have been Pretty Hate Machine and the, um, uh, not the Wish EP, fuck's sake. The Broken. 
broken yeah mm. and probably fixed as well yeah i imagine fixed that the reissue the remix of yeah. um of broken mm. uh, you know all of which are great but but i mean i don't think any of those would be considered his best work realistically no. compared to what he went on to do mm. i fucking love broken to be fair but even you know i wouldn't put it up uh, compared to the fragile mm. i know which one i choose you know um so yeah it showed a lot of foresight i think on oliver stone's part that he was able to um produce something so cohesive and amazing and as you say up to this point soundtracks had just been putting a bunch of songs together and hoping that it would do really well i think the exception to that is possibly but it would have come out the same year the pulp fiction soundtrack of course yeah uh again tarantino inspired it's, it's kind of crazy to think what tarantino's done for soundtracks but mm. when you put this and uh pulp fiction together um just trying to make a soundtrack sound like a cohesive piece of art within its own right rather than a marketing exercise by a film company to just make more money yeah which most soundtracks signed, signed in by a bunch of like oh you know warner have said we'll do the soundtrack so here's a bunch of our artists of our exactly in the film or let's play for 10 seconds in the back yeah. of a club scene or whatever yeah, yeah absolutely and realistically that is what most soundtracks sounded like mm. before this and i think a lot of them still do to be honest with you yeah i don't even know if any of them even exist anymore so much in, in that you know it was a it was a sell cds wasn't it yeah. To sell CDs and to make people go, oh, I like fucking Terminator. Like, I'll get the soundtrack. Who is this sort of thing? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I've just discovered a new band on the thing and I'll go and buy them, whatever. That's that's what they were there for completely. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, she, he's taking old, old songs as well. Yeah. And some, I mean, there's, in terms of highlights of individual songs, um there's quite a lot to be fair. <laughs> there are quite there a are lot there are quite yeah. a lot i mean you know what would you do by the dog pound at the end when that comes in again post leonard cohen to go from like leonard cohen to snoop dog you said it yourself to kind of end with to start with leonard cohen into l7 to end with leonard cohen into, yeah yeah into Bookending like snoop like dog mm. is is really really fucking cool mm. um i think obviously burn by nine inch nails being mm -hmm. kind of a new nine inch nails song um is really really exciting um i've already said it but i do love that sweet jane song mm. by cowboy junkies i think and it's having a band like, like fucking lard jello biafra yeah. and um and al jorgensen in a mm. soundtrack to uh this huge huge hollywood soundtrack and you've got a band like lard mm. you know in the in the same soundtrack as patsy klein and bob dylan yeah i mean yeah. that is that is mad. And I, I have to say as well, I mean, Marilyn Manson covered this song, and uh, th but the first time I ever heard the Patti Smith rock and roll nigger, um, which is a brutal song. Mm. Like, yeah, absolutely brutal. I mean, it might be the most brutal sounding song on the entire record. I mean, especially when, you know, hearing it now. It still sounds pretty. Yeah. I mean, lyrically, it's, fuck it you just you go oh god yeah god, yeah yeah because yeah, you just yeah. don't hear yeah. <laughs> like a white woman yeah saying that over and over again and well you do on that you yeah, do on yeah, that yeah. yeah and you get the you know and i get the um obviously the the, the, the context and the intent of yeah. of the of the song <clears throat> is is it's kind of key to yeah. uh to everything in it but it's you know it's a really 
you know, it's a really visceral song. Shitlist is a great song as well by L7. Just before we go, um, yes, I agree. I fucking love Shitlist. It's amazing. Just before we go away from um, Rock and Roll Nigger, um, that is one of the few times that I don't think, going from the previous song, which is sort of an instrumental mm. moon over Green County, uh, into that Patti Smith song it's quite a jolt. is one of the few times where I don't think this soundtrack is cohesive and it's interesting because it's quite early on it's track three to track four mm. um, but it I think considering the breadth of the artists on it I think it's amazing that it is one of the only times mm. that it feels a bit a li- little bit like oh that doesn't quite work but yeah there's like four maybe three or four times on this t- entire record where that happens and considering it's 27 tracks 75 minutes it's amazing how cohesive it actually is yeah um <clears throat> taboo as well the peter gabriel and uh yeah. nusrat fakali yeah. khan is fucking great mm, i think as mm. well like really great and but again you know that for me is great because it is that is so evocative of that scene in the film. I mean, I do yeah. find some parts of this almost impossible to separate the film from the soundtrack because they're just so interlinked. Do you know what I mean? Shitlist was- shit list at the start, you know, like yeah. I can't help but think about that scene where they're in the... Um, the the petrol station and, yep. you know, like all the... A diner or petrol station? It's a diner, isn't it? Where just to remember. Yeah. they go fucking ham at the start. Hmm. Um you know, that that's just kind of linked I think forever. The, the fact that there's the snippets of dialogue from the film interspersed into it as well is obviously, if you've seen the film, it's going to mm. um, remind you of those things. Um, but the dialogue is chosen very, very smartly, I think. Um, there's that brilliant line that, like, someone's being interviewed on the news um, and he says something along the lines of, like, I have respect for human life, but if I was going to be a serial killer, I'd want to be Mickey and Mallory. Yeah. And like, that's, that's where the satire is, you mm. know, like that is meant to be funny. Mm. Um, but a, a lot of people missed that point. Mm. Um, but it is like, it is, that is really funny. Like, mm. I think it's very blackly funny, but it is very funny. Mm. It's um, not many soundtracks that actually are a proper reflection of the film you're about to watch absolutely and this so feels like it is yeah yeah Yeah. i don't think it's quite as unsettling but it definitely has its moments where you're like yeah um but um yeah i I think it's a phenomenal piece of work do you think it's too long uh yeah i I do a little bit i mean i don't think is i don't know what i take out though it's one of those where you go this does this is quite an undertaking but i don't actually know what i'd take out I suppose it goes towards my taste. I'd probably take one hippity hoppity tune out, but I don't yeah, care which one. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm kind of here, neither here nor there. I'm glad they're there. You can't have the Dr. Dre bit going into that Juliet Lewis. Yeah, I think that's just there. I'll probably take the Snoop Dogg one out. Yeah, poor old Snoop. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. That's my Snoop Dogg impression. I was reading about um, Neil Strauss buying. Um, uh, well, diapers, as it would be in America with Snoop Dogg the other day. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, a very interesting book. Yeah. Not sure what it's got to do with this. <laughs> no. But <laughs> Snoop Dogg connection, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, yo, Snoop Dogg connection. Yeah. R to the D to the E to the D, man. 
There's your hello. That's me. Hello. My my, doing an impression. Thanks. Thanks, Lee. Topical, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Ooh, zippy. (laughs) There you go. Topical. George from Rainbow. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were doing Josh Widdicombe. Amazing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I, I can do a bit of Josh Widdicombe a bit. Uh, But I'm not going to do it. Um, uh, Yeah. Anyway, look. Uh, if you've not heard this and particularly do you know what I was talking about I knew we were going to do this I said oh fucking I tell you what Natural Born Killers is a great film isn't it I said it's both the guys I work with today and they both went and not seen it and they're like my they're like our age dearie me so you said that so if you've not seen Natural Born Killers I mean I think just as a piece of historic as a historic piece of cinema I think it's absolutely worth you investigating it does feel like it's not really talked about all that much anymore though doesn't it yeah. i mean i think i think if you went i think it probably if you, doesn't seem as shocking anymore that's what i was interested in but that, that's kind of why i really wanted to re-watch it before um before um uh doing this because i wanted to know if it was as unsettling as i recall it being i do recall that every single time i watched it the half dozen or so times i've seen it it felt as unsettling every single time but I was curious to know if it felt as unsettling in 2020 as it did like, whenever I last saw it. Um, it uh, yeah, actually, having said that, I, I did feel like it was still very, very potent. Mm. Very potent. But then I think the first time I watched it, I was so unsettled by it that actually maybe I say it's not as unsettling because, I mean, you know, because I was younger then and now I'm older and more aware of, I mean, not to fucking talk about stuff like irreversible or requiem for a dream again i mean people will get offended uh, not offended but upset by like the joker movie recently well yeah which to me is not a you know it's just a fit i feel like a, a film <laughs> it is a film it is a, yeah but not a kind of it's not like oh it's a really sort of offensive i think like, compared to natural born killers it's you know there's barely anything offensive in it at all yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um yeah i think you yeah, maybe Netflix Killers coming out now would be hugely, hugely controversial. As would maybe. Clockwork Orange or, you know, whatever other sort of film you want to... Last House on the Left, and I think Last House on the Left definitely would be. Mm. But, um, yeah. So, uh, uh, but... but um, <sighs> I really, really like Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It's... Mm. Um, it's always compared to True Romance because it was those two sort of Tarantino movies um, that weren't made by Tarantino, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I, of the two, I think it's the better film. Yeah, personally. I... Uh, I love True Romance. I, but, yeah. I mean, two of my ex-girlfriend's favourite film has been True Romance, so I've gone off it a little bit. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, if, if, ever, yeah, if ever I'm back on, like, Tinder or anything ever again, my, like, only... If I ever see someone saying, my favourite film is True Romance, I'll be, like, left. Uh, yeah. Uh, never again. Um, but, uh, yeah, a good film. Um, I think it's, it's just a bit nicer in it, True Romance. Oh, it's, it's a bit more definitely more, nicer. It doesn't, Hollywood. it doesn't feel unsettling watching no. True Romance. I mean, True Romance is a really good, fun action thriller with a really genuinely lovely romantic, uh, through line into yeah. it, in it. Natural Born Killers. Is and then a man gets shot in the eye. <laughs> well, but yes, I mean there are bits, mm-hmm. um, but you know, there's the, then there's that massive. Oh, it's, is it? It's Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken, isn't it? Yeah, that, that incredible scene in the middle. Which no, no, it's Gary Oldman, isn't it? 
Oh, no. so fucking confused. Hopper and Walkman. Yeah, it's Hopper and Walkman. Yeah. Gary Oldman plays the, the Draxel, uh, don't he? Of course, Drexel. yes, 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 yes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that amazing 15-minute scene, which seems to have very little to do with the rest of the movie, but it's just like this scene is so cool, we're just going to whack it in there anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think Natural, Natural Born Killers certainly has a lot more to say. And unfortunately, I think it's still pertinent quite interesting that there's been this big resurgence in true crime now hasn't there mm. you know and i don't know if it's as salacious as it was salacious is the right word but i don't know if it's as depraved as it once was but yeah i suppose it's an interesting time to revisit natural born killers what with this what with yes. serial and mm. making a murderer and all things well, that i don't love fuck with cats i mean I, you know mm. i mean i think i kind of i spoke about it on the weekly show having watched don't fight with cats and being like absolutely appalled and upset by by that film mm. and you know it's it, ultimately that is not really a documentary about someone who tortures animals although that is the sort of starting point for it, it mm. but it ends up being about something else mm. who is you know has watched loads of films and decides that they want to do that as well and you do get these individuals who I don't think it's, I, I don't think, you know, like people go, well, you shouldn't have these films because people will go and do the same, like people would find some way of, it would find some reason to do these fucking horrible, depraved things anyway. There, there were, uh, there were, I mean, the media talked about copycat um, yeah. crimes there, for this film, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of copycat um, stuff that happened in response to Natural Born Killers mm. and, uh, you know. But unhinged people are going to be unhinged. Exactly. Haters going to hate, mm. unhinged going to be unhinged. <laughs> yeah, that's the saying. Um, <laughs> it is now. Yeah, but it's a great, but you know, it's a, it's a really, really interesting film. I think you're quite right, actually. It's, it's, it's aged really, really well. I think it and has. And I think yeah. the soundtrack is a, um, is a kind of, an ocean of a soundtrack, you know what I mean? It's an, or, or an island, not an ocean, is an, is an island in amongst a lot of, you know, quite cashing crappy bullshit that came out around, you know, a similar time. Definitely. And then Crescent Res obviously went on to do Lost Highway. Oh, yeah. Uh, after this, a couple of years later. Now, Another at this point... bonkers film. Yeah. Fucking and, and, hell. And at this point, you know, I mean, swapping Oliver Stone for David Lynch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, even longer, uh, I think, the soundtrack was. Don't quote me on that. But again, featuring fucking brilliant new night snail song the perfect drug um and a whole bunch of other stuff that's got smashing pumpkins on it yes it does doesn't it i'm just yeah. looking out now uh lou reed marilyn manson a couple of marilyn manson songs ramstein um a couple of ramstein songs david bowie david bowie uh yeah that's really really you know if if you are a fan of the natural born killer soundtrack I would say, I mean, obviously anything Trent Reznor does, we're probably going to go, yes, you should listen to that. Mm. But I think, yeah, the Lost, Lost Highway soundtrack um, is also of a similarly high quality. It is actually shorter than Natural Born Killers. Is it? But only by four minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, nice one, Matt. Yeah, nice. Thanks for, thanks for your suggestion. Thanks for your contribution. We appreciate that. Uh, it's um, always a pleasure doing these. We'll be back with another one very, very soon. If you are listening to this on Patreon, um, thank you very much. If you're not, 
patreon.com forward slash right act podcast we got fucking shit loads of these to get through yeah, we, we will try so and get through as many as we possibly can they're going to keep coming thick and fast as, as quickly as we can so you know let's do that all right thanks renfrey see you later thanks steve